Uh, we're going to talk about some political stuff here, too, because there's a couple of polls out uh, this morning. Rob, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, some new polls and like, OK, well, first off, the old proviso about polls uh, depends on whether you believe in this inexact uh, science or not. I remember an old line from Christy Clark uh, that uh, polling is worth exactly what you pay for it, which in this case is two free polls. So keep that in mind. But there is a healthcare poll from uh, Leger for the Vancouver Sun that found a number that I thought was interesting because I'm not really sure it, it kind of squares with some of the other polling we've seen, but it found that around half of British Columbians right now, 50%, actually think our healthcare system is in good or very good shape, which really? I don't know how that, yeah, I don't know how that checks out. 46% find it in poor or very poor uh, shape. And it's a little bit worse in rural areas. Uh, and then a kind of the same um, split for people who think wait times are poor. Are poor. And then overall, 76% of people polled uh, said they found the quality of care actually quite good when they got it, which I can believe. You do hear yes. that from, from people that once you get in, whether you're uh, you know the waiting in a hallway or waiting for hours or unable to find a family doctor or whatever, that we have a, a world-class system, but those numbers are a little bit different than what we've seen in other polls. And the last one from Angus Reid, for example, um, found only 28% of people that they polled said government was doing a good job on health care. So, I mean, it remains one of, if not the top issue, and we've been talking about it for weeks now. It kind of uh, bubbles back up to the surface, uh, whether it's at Surrey Memorial or it is uh, at another hospital where physicians come forward or nurses come forward or there's an incident or especially in rural British Columbia, you can have a diversion of a hospital that lacks staff for a number of days and people have to drive hours and hours away to find uh, the next facility. So, you know, I, I, would be, I guess I'd clearly... be curious to know what the methodology was like. How, what was the sample size for this and like, did they take it from all over the province? Was it more rural, more like more urban people? Like, you know, what? How did they do this? Yeah, well, the Sun didn't uh, publish that, unfortunately. But you do get, you do generally see polls that are around four to six hundred people, uh, usually polled plus or minus. It's usually the margin of error of three to four percent, nineteen times out of twenty. So that's generally the kind of the standard. Uh, these days, you know, polling is more difficult because a lot of people don't have landlines, and so the companies kind of tend towards uh, their own panels and kind of list of people that they phone again and again on different issues that kind of create a rolling sample for them. But I think, you know, the point being that the healthcare remains uh, one of, if not the top issue for British Columbians. And it's an interesting kind of thing to, to continue to keep in mind because as the Bank of Canada hikes uh, on interest rates happened last week, we see affordability roar back into the, the top of the agenda for the EB government. And, it, it, you know, you see crime as well. They just kind of cycle through. Something will happen. Suddenly public safety is the top concern and people are demanding action. Then health care and then affordability. And these, this trio just kind of uh, cycles through. And it's, it puts the EB government in this position of, you know, three very, very complex and large problems that they don't, they can't always control and make move very quickly, but we'll continue to kind of cycle through the, the public's mind. Well, and you said it there, though. The, the thing is, we didn't get here quickly, right, with no. these three issues. It took years to build to this kind of breaking point, and it could potentially take years before we ease it, too. 
It could. It could. You know, and this is the perpetual uh, issue that Health Minister Adrian Dix and the EB government are going to face. The reforms that they're bringing in uh, will take a long time to see fruition, whether it's a new medical school or new training spaces or, or um, you know, changes to recruitment of international uh, doctors and their credentials or even the pay structure of family doctors. Well, intended to sort of bring people back into the system and choose that path over a period of a year or two years. So um, the timeline to the next election being, you know, under 18 months, 16 months now, and the timeline to bring in reforms to the healthcare system to actually see them into reality, uh, those are not necessarily, you know, congruent. And I think that'll be one of the big questions for the EB government when they go to the electorate next year is here's a, here's a, as you know, Adrian Dix can list off a lot of things, um, yes. but 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 do those numbers translate into a reality of wait times, family doctors, and, and sort of standard of care that people expect to see uh, for a government that wants to go back for another mandate? So speaking of that, then, talking about next elections and popularity, there's another poll out too, right? This is the popularity poll for premiers. Yeah, this is Angus Reid, and it does kind of a rolling uh, popularity poll for all the premiers in the province. And we keep an eye on David Eby because we want to know how is his sort of honeymoon period or relationship with voters landing compared to John Horgan. He started at uh, 46% approval. He went up to 48 in March, and he's down to 45 in June, which I think is, I think you can just view that as he's probably in the same place. He's kind of He's, he's um, making his introduction to voters, and he's he's holding steady there. I mean, Horgan's lowest approval rating ever in Angus Reid was 43%, and he got as high as 70s, mostly in the 50s. So, um, you know, he's, David Eby's still not quite as popular as John Horgan. But the other thing that I find interesting about this poll, and then keep an eye on it, is that there was a, a fairly large number of people who were undecided about David Eby. 28% of people weren't sure about him at the beginning, and it's dropped 10 points to 18%. And those 10 points tend to break towards negative. So the people who get off the fence uh, tend to disapprove, and his disapproval ratings have gone up by 10 points to 36%. So it, there's a, um, a feeling of trying to introduce the premier to British Columbians, for those who don't know him, and bring those kind of unknown numbers down, but they're not landing in exactly the white ray. I think that uh, that uh, EB staff would like. So it's something that they're they have strategies to deal with it and and ways to get him out there. Um, but they want they want more positive kind of feeling of people who encounter him the first time. Right, and we've got a couple of by elections uh, coming up here too. Right, do you think that will tell us anything? Well, I think the the by elections are an interesting introduction to uh you know david eby out in the unscripted world and he's actually quite good at campaigning i've sort of watched him and uh he shows a different side of himself that i don't think british columbians have seen yet more casual um more goofy more funny more personable yeah. not wearing the suit and tie kind of lecturing you about transnational money laundering and so i think that will help him the other thing that he's doing are town halls which is not something we've seen a premier do here for quite a long time, but he's he's held several, I think six, two of which um, have been kind of big in-person affairs, and they're very risky. But the hope from his uh, from him uh, and from his staff is that this helps introduce him to people. Right. They see uh, him in a different format, and that improves people's relationships with him as well. But as you know, 
It only takes one interaction with the public. Remember, I am Linda in the 2017 oh, election yes. with Christy Clark to just solidify, um, you know, people's opinions in a, in a negative way. And so these these town halls in which he does very well yeah. um, are a very high risk proposition. They sure are. Rob, thank you. Okay, take care.